And it is a great day for talk radio, Arlene Bonin and for John Oakley, and I'm happy to be here. I'm not happy with what is coming out with St. Michael's College School. This is a story that is, uh, as they say, developing, and boy, are there some developments. Yesterday, you know, we, we touched on all the little areas that this could go and the complexity. Well, now uh, we could end up miles from here. As you just heard in the newscast, uh, St. Michael's College now, a couple of more videos have come out and the police say they're investigating. One isn't what they're terming an alleged threat. And when we hear these terms, of course, we're always trying to say, what does it mean in police procedural talk? And also one, an alleged alleged assault and now we find out it is with a belt so add that to the six who were charged and some moves that have been made by St. Michael's College to try to contain this we're learning more from some of the people who went there and if you read some of the opinion pieces across the country and there are many surely St. Michael's College has a problem. All right, here is the latest from the police. Inspector Dominic Sinopoli explains just how the police are trying to make sense of these videos. The officers are working at uh, trying to identify the people inside the videos. And as it stands right now, um, we are investigating them as criminal offenses. But that is not to say that they will be or are criminal offenses. All right, so the mystery kind of deepens, but we're all kind of putting putting things together. You know, the subject of hazing has come up. The culture of hazing has come up. And clearly, they're prepared for it here. They're looking, only they have a different word for it. If there is some kind of a, something that is part of the culture that is being organized, here's an Inspector Sinopoli. I have no information to suggest anything uh, about a fight club or any culture of hazing. There we go. So fight club hazing, all these things. But let's face it, the top is off the pop and the genie's out of the bottle. And there is a lot to talk about here. And one of the things that makes this so fascinating is this ends up being about all of us. In a strange way. It's, I don't know about you, but I spent the day thinking, when did I speak up and when I, when did I not speak up? And we talked yesterday about whether or not this is the proverbial tipping point, but does it compare to Harvey Weinstein? Does it compare to the moving forward of the Me Too movement? Does it compare to the Catholic Church? One thing it is, it is about secrets. It is about power and control. And then at the end of the day, it becomes who knew what and where. Today, we're going to talk about who may be responsible. Is St. Michael's College, what would they be responsible for? When do they have to call the police? What do we know about when they did and the decisions they made? And the big question that's being asked and people are asking themselves is they, if they've gone to these kind of schools, what would I have done and what do I know? We're going to meet someone later on the show who did go to St. Mike's as it's affectionately known. A lot of people writing some great pieces. Wonderful people graduated from that school. But all of us can say, you know, did I sit back? Did I, was I part of a culture? Would I have told an adult? There's lots of times 
stuff went down in Hamilton, Ontario. Did you tell or did I run and tell an adult? It's not something you do. But how does this move to predating, being a predator on the innocents? What does, how do we go from not being a snitch to making sure that those who are being preyed upon that they get some kind of justice. And, you know, mark my words, I really believe that a lot of this is going to get into who knew what and when and what did they say. And we will make judgments. They may not be legal judgments, and we don't have a right, certainly on this show, to make legal judgments, and today we're not going to. But we do have a, a, a permission here to make judgments about what is right and what is wrong. Also, another thing we want to talk about today if this is one of these moments and look at look at everything that's happened this started last week with the report of one video it was shocking there was a, you know a lot of comments from st michael's that you know they had other things going on now we have six charged we have two videos now we have two more and the police say there could be more and we know it's out there with the victim do we have to rethink and even confront our own personal bias here. What is it about protecting a big something that is cultured? What, what is it about protecting a name? You know, it's, it's so interesting. Many people who've gone to the college, you say, you know, I was proud to go to the college. And, and we get it. It's great. People do that with other institutions. And do those institutions get a buy? Do people say, you know, there's more in it for showing fealty to the name brand and, and, you know, bowing down to the name brand than there is for helping people who, who are innocent, who are being used and abused in some kind of a ritualistic way. So, say, you know, years and years ago, there was the case, and some of you may remember it, and there was a certain demographic doesn't, a Tylenol. Somebody had broken into those Tylenol bottles, and they put the poison in people. I think four people died. Tylenol set down the gauntlet for how to do this. Not only did they own up to it, not only did they investigate it, not only did they take responsibility, what they did is is say, from now on, Tylenol is not going to be a dirty word. Tylenol is going to be a positive word, the most positive, and they were the first to put the seal on it. They did it fast. They changed things, and it became the template for how to handle these kind of things. So is this a Tylenol moment? Is there something St. Michael's College can do? Is there something that other colleges can do that makes this kind of stuff go away? I mean, the first thing they have to do is make it all right for people to come forward. You know, as we discussed yesterday, it can really freak you out if you think if if a victim had come forward and said what had happened and there was no video, what happened then? What happened then when the stakes are high for the brand? Are people really going to say, you know, we understand something horrible happened here with a broomstick and we're going to look into it and, you know, we don't care about the brand? It doesn't happen we know that all in, in political brands, people lock arms. We understand that. But in all those ways, in politics, in this kind of a situation, you know, with a, a school with a reputation, an old and, and as we say, storied, it's the best, it's the best way to describe it. The Catholic Church. 
This is about secrets and what happens to those who come forward. And also whether justice is put to them. But this is our our question here. Has this got you thinking? Are you looking back at where you went to school? Maybe you went to St. Michael's College. Maybe we went to a private school. And you're looking back and saying, I should have said something. Or maybe you did. Maybe it's your workplace. Maybe it is, you know, politics. They have a brand. All of it. Unless you make it okay for people to come forward. And this is one of the, one of the oldest things. Some call them whistleblowers. Others call them informers. But what do you do about those who are going to come and tell these stories? You bet this is going to be some kind of a a changing event, a tipping point. And and they they have an opportunity here to do a Tylenol moment. And if it is a Tylenol moment, what do they have to do to open this up, pull back the doors, open the windows, open the curtains, open the basement door, pull open the garage, all of it, lift the floorboards. So none of this is allowed to be done in secret. We're going to take a break, and when we return, we're going to go to the phones and take your thoughts on how this developing story, uh, such a big story in the city of Toronto, one that's resonating across the country, really even being covered around the world, we're going to weigh in on what it means internally for us and how they can and how they can make this a force for good, because there is a really, really good chance that they could do this. I'm Arlene Bonin and for John Oakley, and this is Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.